Welcome trainers to the Tips for Treats Dog Training Podcast. I'm your host, Stuart Weiniger, a CPD TKA that is going to help you along your training journey by diving into some of the learning theory and strategies that I and other pet professionals use to help people and their pups all over Houston. Whether you are an impending dog owner looking to mix up your existing training routine or just want to know more about what it's like to work with dogs, there's something here for you. So I wanted to talk to you guys this week about the different developmental stages uh, that puppies go through as they're growing up. Uh, we're gonna start from birth and we're gonna go well into over a year old. And it's really important to know these different stages and some of the you know, sub stages um, that they're going through in order to you know, understand what they're capable of, uh, what their thought process might be. Um, and just to be able to be proactive about managing their environment appropriately. And because we, on our last week's episode, talked so much about management, you know, being aware of these different um, stages, you know, very much informs how we're going to go about doing, you know, different things and what all we're going to try and ask this puppy to do, both physically and mentally, for how long, um, all of those different factors. So, Getting right into it, we're going to start with the neonatal stage. And that's gonna be usually in that, from the day they're born to about the two week span of time. And so in that two weeks, you know, they're completely dependent upon the mom. They're blind. The eyes are completely closed. Um, they're pretty much just barely existing uh, as living things. Uh, not a lot going on here and you know best case scenario they're going to be with their mother so that she can be there to take care of them and kind of create that safe environment for them the next stage we're talking about is going to be the transitional stage that takes place at the two to four week point and it's at this stage where you know the puppies are starting to become a little bit more active their eyes are going to open uh, they're going to be starting to realize that they can see things they can hear things they can you know feel things with their mouth they're going to start realizing they have tails they're going to try and walk around um and it's at this you know point that you know they maybe are going to get a little bit further from mom maybe be able to go to the bathroom on their own and we might be able to offer them some solid food that they might be interested in as they start to explore with their teeth kind of overlapping with the transitional period is the socialization stage where from the you know three to 14 week ish span of time you know the dog is getting a lot of feedback from the environment they are you know using all their different senses to figure out how best to respond to the environment and if the mom is around that may come into a large uh, focus for the dog as well if the mom doesn't like people uh, if the mom is fearful of different things um, you know this will start to reflect on the dog if the dog is presented with the same opportunities around the mom and so knowing that so much social learning is taking place this is when you know they're still largely left best uh, to interact with their you know litter mates and mom so they can continue to learn those social skills uh, but then we can also start to purposefully socialize them with different places, environments, um, surfaces, sounds. Um, this is a great time to start introducing them to different people in 
you know, nice, constructive ways so that, you know, we're exposing them to as many things as possible, all while being mindful of trying to keep them under threshold so that we're never flooding them with too much too fast and end up with that uh, adverse effect of them maybe, you know, actually not wanting to be around whatever it is that we ended up uh, overdoing. And it's going to be around now that we start to see uh, the younger puppies that go home uh, to their new owners. Uh, eight weeks is usually the the youngest cutoff that most breeders will um, adhere to. Uh, and again, that has to do with these developmental stages that we're going over and that it's just not healthy for the dog to be separated any earlier than that. So also recognizing that they're gonna be in new homes, new environments, uh, be very prepared for a very curious pup or potentially a very fearful pup, depending on how their socialization has gone up to this point. So once again, with a partial overlap with our prior stage, uh, moving into the next stage, we have the testing stage, the stage where your puppy will quite literally start to test you, start to test their boundaries, start to test uh, the routine that you've tried to institute, um, all of your management strategies. Uh, this is when we're gonna see some of the most problematic behaviors really start to kick into high gear um, as they ex they've you know explored, they've gotten bold in different situations and maybe the environment wasn't managed in a certain way because we hadn't seen a certain behavior up until now. Well, this is when you're probably gonna see it and you're probably going to have to double down on that management in order to make sure that you know they don't have access to some of these things that they weren't maybe doing before. This is when I'll probably start to very heavily curate exactly what they have access to with different types of bones or chews uh, depending on you know what is most appropriate for your dog, their size. Um, this is also a great time for food puzzles, lick mats, sniffle mats, kongs, anything that I know is going to consume a bunch of their time and also provide a bunch of you know mental stimulation, right? All of those things are something that are going to last maybe from five to 15 to 30 minutes depending on your dog and depending on how we prepare them. And in doing so, we're giving ourselves an easy way to manage their time throughout the day, keeping in mind that all those new behaviors that they might try out, all the different strategies they might try out to test your boundaries are all potential habits. And as long as I don't stop those habits from happening multiple times, I cut off their ability to you know, go back to that same action, then I can make sure that you know, our training strategies uh, will hopefully keep us on the right track as we continue to age and we make it through this testing stage. And it would be nice to say that it was super easy from here on out. Uh, but unfortunately, when we do make it through that testing stage, we do slide right into adolescence, right? The dog's six months-ish. They're going to kind of stay in this physical, mental stage until they're about a year, year and a half old, depending on the dog, depending on the breed. With you know, some of the larger breeds maybe remaining in adolescence until they're two, three years old, um, depending on, again, their physical development. And naturally within this frame of time is when we're going to see the puppies experience puberty, uh, which comes with, just like with people, uh, it comes with plenty of its own unique challenges. 
uh, that are very much rooted in biology. So for males, that means we're going to see the testicles descend. We're going to start to have uh, scent marking behaviors, raising the leg in order to do that. Um, we may be coming a little less um, easy to engage with and as far as strangers go if we haven't necessarily overdone um, our, our socialization. Um, and we may start to have issues with other male dogs when we're you know, particularly aroused or stimulated uh, as we're out and about. For the females, we're going to see their first heat cycle. Um, that creates some um, you know, behavior changes in itself because of the physical sensations that they're experiencing. Uh, you may see some erratic behavior. They may be lethargic. Uh, they may be defensive, uh, which may present as aggression. Um, but usually it's just that they're a little bit more standoffish, maybe what you would characterize as being in a bad mood, so to speak. And, you know, because we're in this very emotional, um, hormone-fueled sort of mindset, this is a, a, a very easy recipe for first-time bad behaviors that can very easily turn into bad habits or established behaviors that uh, you know, if we don't stop or cut off or manage the situation so that they can't continue to engage in this behavior, uh, it can end up becoming a, a big problem down the line. Um, so just inappropriate chewing, um, you know, selective deafness where there may be not responding to certain cues when you feel like they can hear you. Uh, they may start to, you know, destroy things a little bit more, uh, even their existing toys that they were less um you know harsh on before uh they may start to be more repetitive and insistent at moments when they're trying to get your attention or trying to get something from you uh, it's easy to start seeing resource guarding or territory guarding where they uh, become defensive of a couch or a bed um, or even if it's just their own bed for example so you can see how it would be challenging to make it through this stage uh, as the dog starts to test everything that you've tried to accomplish thus far But it is so important to just stick to your guns remain consistent have that training plan in place have that management strategy uh, in place depending on what the situation calls for and You know stick to your guns that consistency is what will make sure that all of these one-off opportunities that the dog is able to pull off um, don't become established behaviors. Uh, you will have one-offs. Uh, they will try to do different things that you don't like. That doesn't mean your training has failed. That just means that they have a brain. They are willing to explore and try new things. So let's do our best to make sure that those new things are things that we like rather than leaving them to discover those things that we don't like. So one key thing that I did skip over as we went through those broad physical developmental stages was some key psychological stages that they pass through, uh, in particular their fear periods. Now it's these fear periods where if they aren't handled uh, well, you could seriously end up with an aggression problem or a lifelong phobia that uh, is disruptive to the dog's ability to live a healthy, happy, normal life. 
Uh, and so keeping that in mind, it's not something we need to be terrified of. It's just something that we want to be mindful of so that, you know, we can, again, be in control of as many variables as possible so that we are in control of all of the outcomes. And during these fear periods, it's very common to see dogs be suddenly uncomfortable with things that they were previously okay with. Um, they may now react with, you know, hunching, shaking, backing away, running. Um, if they escalate or they feel particularly uh, threatened or provoked, you may start to see growling, you know, raising the hackles, um, showing teeth, barking. All of those are, you know, easy ways to tell that a dog is uncomfortable. Uh, the part that sticks out is that it could be seemingly for no reason with something that was 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 before now perfectly fine, perfectly, uh, you know, easy to be around. And so, without knowing that this fear period exists, you may be at a loss for what's going on. Uh, but being able to recognize that this event maybe took place during a fear period gives you a better chance to understand you know why it happened and you know if there's another fear period coming around the corner how can we make sure it doesn't happen again so for the periods themselves the first most pronounced period is the 8 to about 11 week span of time that's gonna be their first fear period which if you go back to the developmental stages that we were just talking about um, that's going to still be in a vulnerable time where we're trying to get some of our training goals accomplished leading up to or right as we've transitioned into our forever home. The second of these fear periods is broadly thought to take place between the 6 to 14 month span of time. Nothing really fundamentally changes with how we approach this fear period versus the prior fear period. Uh, if only that this one's much longer over a much longer span of time so I'm going to be having to put a little bit more effort into you know managing these different situations uh, and that's where you know having effective management strategies up front will come into play where ideally these are things that we've really done a good job implementing as is uh, without having to make too many special adjustments as we enter and leave these fear periods. And that's all for this week. Just remember that you can always find me at trickfortreattraining.com, on Instagram at trickfortreattraining, or on Facebook at facebook.com slash trickfortreattraining, all of those with the number four. You can find this podcast on Apple and Google Podcasts as well as Spotify. And if you like what you heard, hit the subscribe button, sign up for notifications, and leave me a rating, as it goes a long way in helping me reach more people, and I always appreciate the feedback. Until you hear from me next time, I've been Stuart, you've been awesome, and thanks for listening.